Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Lord, we just want to say thank you. Father, we give you all the praise. Lord, we bless your name for what you're doing. We thank you for what you do. Father, we say let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that your name alone be exalted in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you do. In Jesus' most precious name we are praying. Amen, amen, amen in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We thank God for what God is doing. We bless his name for his blessings upon our life. We thank him for, for all that he has been doing. May his name forever be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. We have a topic today as we look at this scripture. The Bible says there is a more sure prophecy. We will get to that, but this is where Paul Peter was talking about his experiences he had with with um, his experiences he had and how he he puts it in perspective of the scriptures. Because I think in these last days, it is important that especially when we have it in the in the in the Old Testament, that you had pockets of people who had the grace that God will speak to them. But in Joel chapter two, we discovered that God began to pour out His Spirit on all human beings, and as a result of that. I think it is important, even as Jesus begins to look at these issues and warn us a lot around it. It is something that's in my heart for a couple of weeks now, and I just feel strongly again about this month, week, because I just feel that I've just come across different conversations that has kind of emphasized the thoughts in my heart. First Thessalonians, and I will look at it from the amplified, sorry, okay, maybe the, uh, it says, do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecy with content, but test them all and hold on to that which is good. Do you have another version of that? Um, okay. If we read the amplified version of the scriptures, The Amplified Version says that test all until you are able to find the truth. Do we have anybody who can read the Amplified for us, please? Do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy Mm -hmm. or prophecies. Spoken revelations, yes. words of instruction, mm-hmm. or exhortation or warning. Yeah. Or test all things carefully uh-huh. so you can recognize what is good. Hold firm to 
God bless you, man. Amplified which, which. Can you the classic, please, for me? Thank you. Yeah, do not quench the presence of the Holy Spirit. Do not spell in the gifts and utterances of the Do not depreciate prophetic revelation. Nor despise inspired instruction. Yes. Or exhortation or warning. But test and prove all things until you can recognize. Until you can recognize. What is good. What is good? To that hold fast. He said, test it until you can recognize. I was speaking to someone yesterday, and the person probably forgot that uh, they told me a dream. And I did not, we did not respond to it until about, maybe about three weeks after or so. The person cannot even remember the dream well. And at times I've discovered that at times when people say, this is what God showed you. And you keep quiet and you leave it for some months. People go, you know, it didn't even say anything. Because the Bible says you need to test it. Not that, and we will talk about that as we look at it. It doesn't mean that it is false. It just means that at times you need to take your time for it to be clear about what to do. And I think at times there is this quick way to want to just move with something without necessarily allowing it time for it to, to speak by itself. So that amplified says to us, test all until you can hold on to what's right. Until you can hold on to what is right. So we go on in Acts chapter 20. Now, this is Paul talking. Paul said, I know that after I leave, salvage wolves will come in among you and they will not spare the, the, the flock. Even though from your own numbers of men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw disciples after themselves. When it means distort the truth, it is not talking about the truth of is it telling the truth or not. It's talking about distorting the word of God. He said for these people, they are not going to be foreigners, there are going to be people that would come from within you. They will be within people that you know. That's freedom, please. He said, so be on your guard. Remember that for three years I never stopped warning you about this thing. Day and night. But this is what I think would help you to, um, to be safe. Verse 32, he says, I commit you unto God and to his word. 
and give you an inheritance among the saints. He says that I commit you to God and to the world. So that means that what he's saying is that these savage wolves will come in. I have been warning you about it, so don't take it carelessly. He said, but the more you understand the world, the more you will be able to preserve yourself from it. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So as we read on, we are getting some of this Galatians chapter 1. It says, it says, for which really no gospel at all. Evidently, some are thrown into confusion, trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But if an angel from heaven should preach a gospel that is different other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's cause. He said, if you have a spiritual experience, he did not say that the angel you saw did not come from heaven. He said, but if, you, if an angel appears to you, if that angel is going to distort the gospel, let that angel be caused. Question. What is the gospel? Because if you don't understand what the gospel is, you don't even know what the angel is going to be distorted. And one of the challenges is that people go, ah, I know what I saw. We are not saying that you do not know what you saw. And neither are we saying that that angel may not appear to be real. But if it is distorting the truth of God's word, then you need to be careful. Second Timothy, sorry, as we go on. This is how Paul said, do your best. To, uh, to present yourself as approved unto God that does not need to be ashamed correctly handling the word of truth. I see that there are so many people that you speak to at times they hear God very frequently which is not bad but they hardly can tell you what time the last time they read scriptures Hebrews chapter 5, we're going to get, we're getting closer to this. Hebrews chapter 5. He says, Any one of you who lives on milk is still an infant and not acquainted with the teachings of righteousness. Now, he did not say that you are not a child of God. He said you are still an infant. What does an infant do? 
everything you hand to them, they eat. So he says, or he says, but solid food is for the mature, who by constant use, who by constant use can have trained themselves to distinguish between good and evil. Who by constant use, constant use of what? The word of God. Who by constant use, they have trained themselves to be able to distinguish between what is good or what is evil. Let's go to that second Peter. Second Peter chapter one. Now, this is where I begin to, God help us to begin to lay it bare. Paul said, Peter said, we receive the honor and the glory from God the Father. When the voice of his majesty, please notice the word, the voice of his majesty. came down saying, this is my son in whom I am all pleased. We with our, we had it, we had this voice that came down from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. So Paul was, Peter was saying, we saw this deep revelation. We know what we saw. We know what we saw. Then, the Bible says to us later on that it said we also have a message as some something completely reliable. Another King James Version will tell you that it says we have a sure word of prophecy and it would pay you that you pay attention to it. Now, what is this short word of message that he's talking about? Let's read on. Do we have... He said, above all, you understand that no prophecy of scripture. So what, what he's saying is this. We saw him. We had an encounter. But there is something that you cannot deny. The word of scripture sound is superior to everything. See, God help us in Jesus' name. Sorry. Amen. What I will say is this. I'll give you an example. Somebody had um, a revelation one day. Somebody was in trance and had a revelation. And the person saw that this is a long period of trance. Person saw that they were in different clothes every day. One day was purple. One day was blue, and things like that. 
And the person called me and was explaining it to me why they were drugs. What someone else may have done would say, please, saw the prayer gown of purple for this person on this day, saw the prayer gown of red for this person on this day, did they not see it, they saw it. But what difference does it make? When I began to explain to them using the cutting of the, what was it called, um, or the tabernacle, pointing at Jesus, saying, what you're seeing is not that you should wear purple. Purple, as an example, comes from a primary fire picture, sorry, a, a, a two primary colors of blue and red. Red will signify the divinity. Sorry, red will signify human blood, sacrifice. The purple, the blue will signify, um, what's it called? Um, divinity. You see your blue skies and things like that. When you have the two together, it gives you purple. That is Jesus came in human flesh. You could have one puppy and will take you far away from Jesus. That's why I said, at times when a prophecy comes, you need to see how this prophecy points to Jesus. Or else, this prophecy will take you around Jesus and you end up where you don't want to find yourself. I hope this is making a bit of sense. God bless us in Jesus' name. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. That's why he said, he said, he said, for false prophets among you, uh, among you, just as just as they were, they, just as there would be false teachers among you. Please notice this. It says they will secretly introduce destructive heresy, denying the sovereign Lord who brought them, who bought them, bringing swift destructions on themselves. Do you know what we don't see in the scripture? Denying the sovereign Lord who brought them. What does that mean? They were Christians, people who actually gave their life to Jesus. Because at times, we normally think we are talking about people that are very, no, people who, who end up because of what they've seen or what they now begin to act contrary to the cross. Does this make sense to us? He said, they, so we are not talking about people who are, Jesus talks about them. Those who are out for proper whatever it is. But these ones, 
The Bible says that they even denied the sovereign Lord who brought them. So this, he was talking about Christians. And what are we trying to talk about today is about understanding how to that whatever you get please align it with scriptures and if you cannot understand it via scripture put it to one side that's why the scripture we read from that amplified says test it until you know see there are so many certainties that i have had and at times somebody gave me somebody spoke to me about something many about before the church anyway so we were talking and the person said this and this and this and this so i said okay he said what do you think about it i said i said i'll think about it and i'll pray about it please again you know maybe people are gifted differently so my own gift is a bit long period <laughs> i called that person about a year and a half later. I said, sir, you spoke to me about this, and I said, when? I said, that is the problem. You think because you spoke to me or something, I've kept quiet. You think I've forgotten about it. It may take two years later, I'll come back to you and say, this is what you said about this. And it is, it is important that we, amen, God bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. See, we need to understand that when God speaks to us, it is not all, let's use the natural one that we taught across everybody. It is not all dream that God is speaking to you about. There are times that you are just tired. And so I was talking to somebody that I said, I want a Yoruba film. And the song was singing in my dream, even afterwards. Although the song had some message, but I don't think it was God. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 5. NLT says, Too much activity gives you restless dreams.
NIV also says, when there are too many life issues, you will have dream. So, by the time you have thought about this, thought about this, thought about this, because your mind has not slept. So when you are sleeping, your mind is continuing that thing. You know, say, ah, oh God, this is what God is saying. How can you avoid? Well, okay, let's let me show you another one. Okay, man. Hunger. Can we do it? I'm telling you. Okay. See, these are things that you know. As I was saying to someone, I said, you know, they, there are times I tell my dad certain dreams, and because it's, it's annoying, we said, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Let's talk about something. It's probably seen like this. You are just, you are just tired. <laughs> Don't worry. You just keep up. Rabbi says too much activity. He said a hungry person, Isaiah, a hungry person dreams of eating, but when he wakes up, he is still hungry. Understand, and I will put it to balance. That does not mean that does not mean that people are not fed food in their dreams. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm trying to say, it is not everything that is panic time. Again, if you don't trust the prayer that you pray when you wake up, no matter which dream that you have, you would still be panicking. So your prayer is that either it is dream from food or normal dream. Pray. Once you pray, believe in that prayer and go on with your life. Or else, you will keep, you will begin to go from one stage to another. Bible says, when a man is hungry, he would receive food to eat it. If he is thirsty, he will find drink to drink. So is it with your enemies, with those who attack you on the mountains? Don't, don't, don't worry, let's just leave it at that. Because there are scriptures that say, if you like too much sleep, you will dream. Scriptures. If you sleep too much, you will dream. You will always, you will miss something. They will have to wait. I think before one will walk the other. Yes, I That's why at times they tell people that, you know, 
don't just as a prophetic person, don't just keep it's I know this prophetic Christians. Because if a prophetic person can talk, 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 talk here, at least it's already infiltrating their um when they're in traps. So also you also, when you talk, 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 by the time you go into your dream, you begin to and you come and give us prophecy. I had one dream. Ah, Pastor. This is this is not only that you you just watch a horror movie before you slept. Ah, Pastor, I saw the witches. They were just coming out of the door. They were just saying this. Ah, inside the church, they were doing this, this, and this, and this, like that. At times, it is just a reflection of what they dread. And that is why, even as a servant of God or a pastor or whatever it is, once you pray about it, that is it. Your faith should be able to stand on that. Or else, you'll be chasing shadows. You'll be chasing shadows. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So let's just quickly go because our time is just right. Now, the Bible says that having uh, God having spoken to our father, uh, our fathers long ago in voices and writings, the prophets in many in many several revelations, each had a fault, each had set forth a portion of the truth in many ways, and in the last days, God has spoken with finality to us through the one person who is by the character and nature of his son, namely Jesus. What does the Bible say is that no matter how much you prophesy that God has or dreams or revelations encounter. Please, it is a portion of Jesus. Until you bring it to the light of Christ, you would make mistakes. I don't know if this makes sense to us. And see, the problem is that most of all these things that Paul was actually warning about and screaming when he said that I am crying over you day and night are things that people would naturally not think it's wrong. But it actually takes you away from Jesus. Also, in some ways, and I want to also emphasize there also, is that there is a reason why you have long suffering as part of the fruit of the Spirit. Long suffering makes you to be patient and not be quick to look for look for answers quickly. You can be under pressure, but you become. You can you can somebody can give you a prophecy about one thing that you've been praying to God for, but you still take the time to find out through scriptures where how does this apply? Or else, because you don't have that long suffering, you might have been in genuine pressure. You just keep, and you just go. Please, I want us to know that we are not talking about is a prophecy accurate or not. Because a prophecy can be accurate 100% and still lead you in the wrong way. If somebody can speak to you, through the spirit of God. Somebody can speak to you through the spirit of God and still lead you astray. 
See, the Bible says, if that prophesy will prophesy according to faith. Somebody, okay, I'll give you an example. Somebody came at some time and they had some, they've been having dreams. Let's go back to dreams. They've been having dreams and, you know, that they saw themselves in a casket and things and things like that. Then he came to daddy and he called and he prayed for them. And he said, you know, in the name of Jesus, da, 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 and he prayed for them and told them to go. But because that prayer seemed a little bit too straightforward, they now told somebody again that dream. That person now took them to another person and that person confirmed, please notice, that person confirmed what they said. But what that person, that person said, you now need to buy a casket and we will put, um, uh, what's it called? Um, I know what it is, but I don't want to say it in and they would because oh, sorry. The Bible says that the I'm not teaching I'm teaching scriptures. That's what I'm saying. So they would they would either put, uh, wrap it in white because you expect the, the dead person to be wrapped in white and put it in that. And what I'm trying to say is that the person that gave that prophecy also saw the same thing accurately. But the interpretation will lead you either to God or away from Jesus. Does this make sense to us? We'll still go more and more into this as, as the week goes by. I had a dream one day, and I think I was because of our time. I had a dream one day. And I saw a servant of God. I saw a servant of God, and that servant of God was was with his family, and you know it, it was this person I'm talking about is a very a very senior person in terms of prophetic things, and the person was the person was in that dream. The person was in a room, so they called me to come and help them buy something. So I went there. And I saw the person, him and the family. And the person went there and said, uh, and the person said, ah, Dio, since you are here, why didn't you allow this brother to tell you some things about your life or what is going to happen? This boy was young and he had um, um, a sculpture in front of him. So he was saying, I'll come and ask. And I said, no, 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 thank you. I don't do this kind of things. He said, I don't know. He said, even the prophet is, no, we are all one. And honestly, in that dream, that guy was honest with himself. Everybody in that room was honest. I said, no, this, he's not doing anything bad. All he's just doing is, and, and so the prophet said, ah, you know, please don't let the gods be hungry now. So why are you? We are not. We are not doing anything bad. Yeah, there is nothing bad. We just. It's just for you just to know what you are 
what is what about your future and things like that. So in that dream, I now began to pray. And the prayer I was praying was that the judge, the hand of God will rest violently on that boy. So that not as a judgment, but so that he can he too can understand that the God he thinks is serving is not the true one. And the prophet in that room also may know that the angel of darkness is appearing to be like an angel of light. Then, as God will have it in his glory, what happened was that the whole place began to, in that dream, began to, um, um, uh, and the boy came under immense pressure. But, ah, why are you doing this? And I just I said, I am doing it for the, for the love and the sake of everybody in this room. Because what you are thinking is the right way to God is not. And what am I trying to say is this. Let's go to Colossians 1. That is the, um, okay, the, the Bible, the scripture I'm actually looking at and we will, hand, we will bring it to a close on that. The Bible says that, the Bible says that there will be teachers and prophets who will be leading people astray. He said, but they themselves also, the Bible says they are being deceived by the evil. So the devil is deceiving them. And from that deception, they are also leading others astray. So even the, within themselves, they think that everything that they are doing is right. And please, as we begin to look at this even more further this month, and as we begin to see what Jesus was talking about when he said, by their fruit, you would know them. I want you to know that that fruit that Jesus is talking about is not only about people for you to gauge them. It's also for me to gauge myself if I am walking in error or not. At times people read that and say, ah, God said by the fruit you know them. I know, no, no, no. Even myself, I need to be gauging myself according to that fruit. Or else, I too will walk in error. Luke chapter 8, just because of our time, Luke chapter 8, just go. Amen. Luke chapter 8 from verse 18. Jesus said, Therefore, Consider carefully how you listen. Please notice that Jesus did not say, Be careful to listen. He said, Be careful how you listen. So that means that you can be hearing something, but how you hear it goes along with it. Just naturally now, somebody can, and the function of how you hear it is the position of your heart. Somebody can come in now and say, you know, big woman had done lights and things and she'll be very tired. And, you, and she walks in and you greet her, she didn't answer because she's so tired. The reason why you pick offense immediately is not her, it's the position of your heart. 
the way I do. I don't know. Take care of the answer. It is the perception by which you. So he said. See, so that is why you can. God can. You can hear a word from God, and what determines whether you follow God or you follow the other way is the position of your heart. So we are not even talking about what you are hearing. We are talking about how you hear it. Jesus said, because this thing will not determine if you will get more or what you have will be taken away from you. Does this make sense? That is why 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 says that examine yourself to see whether you are still in the faith. He did not say examine other people. He said examine yourself whether you are still in the faith. He said test yourself. People are trying to test other people first. But he said test your own self. And that is where we will end this, at least for this moment. As we begin to look at the world and look it through the lens of what God is saying to us. I was speaking to, there's something I normally say when I speak to couples at times. I said, one of the challenges that you may have the sun like this, bright. It is the sun. But if you are wearing a glasses tinted in red, and that partner, your wife or husband, is wearing glasses tinted in blue, you are seeing exactly the same thing, but you are seeing two different things. So I used to tell them, I said, so my job is either to take the glasses of A, give to B, glasses of B, give to A, so that you can first of all see all angles that everybody sees. Then we cannot decide which glasses is better for everybody to be using the same glasses to see the same thing. And that is how the word of God is at times. When prophecy is coming your way, the glasses you put on, they tell me what you are seeing. Not what is being said, but what you are seeing. That's why Paul said that to whom or to whom is pure, all things appear to be pure. But to those who are not, all things appear to be corrupt. Psalm 139. And this is the prayer. I'm sorry, I think we were speaking a bit loud. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. No, I'm a comedian. Hallelujah. Amen. Bear with me. Hallelujah. We are getting used to this. So, we have Psalm 139. From verse 23 to 24. And this is going to be our prayer. Now this is David saying, 
search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me to know my anxious thoughts. Please see if there is any way, any place in my heart that any way of offense in me. And when you find it, please lead me to, to lead me in the way of everlasting. So that's what I'm saying is that God, when you find it, please help me to deal with it. He said, search me. See, there are some things that you will not know. But God can see it. I think because that is the way we've been taught. So you don't see anything bad in it. But when God begins to reach out and say, your heart is it has an issue somewhere. So that's going to be our cry before God. This evening, as we begin to proceed on the paths of as we begin to proceed on the path that we begin to judge things and see if God's mind to understand things better because if God does not begin to walk on your heart if you think that your heart is okay and there is nothing bad just allow God start to pick it out. You will be surprised. That's one thing I have noticed about God. You will understand why the prophet, who was a prophet of God, but when he appeared before God, he said, oh, excuse me, I am a man with unclean lips. Because God began to reach down and say, this thing is still there. Let's deal with it. It can be traditions, it can be the way we are, you know, things you have known for a long time. I love a statement that somebody made to me recently. The person said, I am on learning and relearning things again. And that is the part you want to be as a Christian. So let us rise up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.